welcome to the Moon Days podcast. I feel like every time I start it, I'm always like, hello, or hi. I feel like it sounds stupid. Does it sound stupid? Um, yeah, so here we are. It is episode, I want to say 12. It could very well be 13. I'm not entirely sure anymore. Do I need to keep saying what number it is? Does it really matter? Do you really care? Because you can see that it says that, can't you? Is that just like a pointless thing that I'm doing? I don't know. I've, uh... Clubs are back open. That's a thing. The R rate has literally gone up. The infection rate. Which is just... It's, it really annoys me seeing people in pubs with a bunch of people. I feel like if you go into the pub and... You know, in the day... It's not as it's not as busy. You with a friend, that's all right. Like I, I think that that's okay. It's the same as going into the shop, I guess. But people going out, getting fucked. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're so selfish. And I know the government. I know the government. It's like also responsible. The responsibility of the government because they haven't handled the thing well. But also, you as a person. You are also responsible. You 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 know the situation. We've experienced a lockdown. You know, we all know what it's like. So if there is another one, then you have only yourself to blame and I guess the government as well. But I just feel like I don't get how you can't feel guilty about it. I, I don't get it. I really don't understand. It fucking mind boggles me. That's something I need to stop doing, actually. I need to stop swearing. I've noticed that I say fuck a lot. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about, like, how I am. When you listen to this, it'll be my birthday. This is coming out on my birthday, which I didn't even realise would be a thing. I'm going to be 22. Which I was talking to my housemate about. And she said, because she's 23, and she was saying, nobody talks about the transition between 22 and 23, which I found quite interesting because I feel feel like when you're 22, you're still holding on to 21. You're still holding on to being kind of a teenager, but not really. Obviously, you're not a teenager, but you still hold on to being young. And then when you turn 23, it's like you can't really hold on to it anymore. Like you're two years away. Two years ago. Two wait, what? Two years apart. I don't know I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. Um but then I think about I was listening to this uh Ramdas lecture that he was saying. I keep bringing up Ramdas. I don't I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, if it's Ramdas or Ramdas. I feel like in Britain surely it would be Ramdas, right? I don't know. Uh but he was saying when people ask how old he is he says his body is however old he was in the thing. It might have been 60 or something. But his mind, his brain, his thoughts, they're not... They don't have an age. They're just here, you know? They're just... It's zero because it's in the present. And I thought that was quite interesting. Because, you know, maybe that's the way to... Maybe that's the way to approach it. Maybe that's the way to... To stop worrying about how old you are. My mom is so worried about getting old. She's so scared about it. And whenever I say to her, like, Mom, stop it. No one cares about how old you are. Like, it's you. You're fine. And she just doesn't listen. She doesn't, she doesn't, you know, doesn't want to hear it. And there is no way I can convince her that she's fine. 
Just embrace your old age, man. I love the idea of getting old. You know? Well, not, I don't love the idea. But... I mean, I'm going to just embrace it. And I think everyone should just embrace it. Because once you get present, and once you just you just be here now, what, what difference does it make how old you are at the end of the day? Once you learn to accept yourself and love yourself. I heard a thing on a podcast, and they said... Um, if we treated ourselves, if we, sorry, if we knew someone that treats us the way we treat ourselves, then we wouldn't have that person in our life. And I thought that was very interesting. And that kind of made me realise maybe I should start liking myself. I do like myself. You know, I've, I've, I used to really tell myself that I hated myself. Which I don't know why, for no reason to. Um, and then I started reading this book. Uh, it's another one by Heyman Sunim called Love for Imperfect Things, How to Accept Yourself in a World Striving for Perfection. And the first chapter is literally just about self-care, uh, about, you know, looking after yourself. And, you know, once you start to, once you start to be kind to yourself and start to look after yourself and just start to treat yourself with respect, then you can start to treat the people around you with respect, you know? You can start to... Life will be nicer because you just... Because you, once you view yourself in a certain light and you are kind to yourself, then you will be kind to others and you'll find that the world will hopefully be kind to you. And obviously you're going to face problems, but just as long as the one consistent is that you don't hate yourself and you don't you know you learn to forgive yourself and you learn from mistakes because i um you know i've, I've been going through some shit recently just little things like it was you know i'm not going to get into it um but stuff with an ex stuff with a friend and um i, I kept telling myself i've said it in the last podcast i kept telling myself why you know, why does this keep happening? This isn't fair. I don't want any of this. You know, my entire spiritual journey would be so much easier if I didn't have any of this going on. And I realized maybe it was the best thing for it to happen. Maybe it was the world testing me. Because now it's started to calm down. And I'm, I'm starting to be okay with, you know, just, just being. But the one consistent through it all was that I didn't hate myself. I was I throughout the entire thing I was like, no, I still like myself. Whenever anything bad would happen, I'd always tell myself, you're a shit person. You brought this on yourself. This is your fault. I hate me. And that would make me feel worse and make me feel more depressed and I'd fester and then my brain would start spinning and but I've realized if you treat yourself with respect and tell yourself that you're alright and sometimes things just are a bit shit, but it's not you, man, unless you've done something awful, and even then, just learn to forgive yourself, and learn to, learn to change, and that's what I, uh, yeah, so I, with the whole thing of me accepting myself, and liking myself, it helped, it didn't make me, yeah, and I, I probably should, last time I'm going to bring it up, but, uh, you know, I was seeing someone 
we saw each other again recently actually even after we ended it lol uh but you know like it was a bit weird and then i meditated whilst i was with her she was asleep and i just kind of and i realized you know what am i doing is this what i want is this healthy for either of us to to be doing this and the conclusion i came to was no, it wasn't. And meditation, and I'm always preaching about meditation, I'm always talking about it. Meditation helps you see things more clearly. My friend said to me once, you've got to be careful with meditation because it can compartmentalize feelings. It can stop you from feeling um, what you're meant to. And I was worried about that. But now I've realized it doesn't do that for me. For me, it helps me see things a lot more clearly. And I'm able to, if I just take a minute away from a situation, if I take like 10 minutes, it just, yeah, just a 10 minute meditation, if I take that time away, um, and I just meditate, or I just kind of feel the feelings I'm feeling, I can just start to, I can just start to feel better, I can just start to understand, you know, I can start to see the situation more clearly, I can take away any bias I have for myself, and I can see what I actually need, because when I'm talking to a friend, and when they're you know, when I'm listening to them, you know, I, I feel this pressure to have to give them advice. I feel this pressure to have to tell them, you know, this is what you should do. This is what you should do, which I know I shouldn't do. Like, really, it's it's I should just listen to them, which I do as well. Um, So when they ask me for advice, when, when they don't ask me for advice, um, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. So I, I will get frustrated at a friend um when I'm trying to give them good advice on what to do and they don't take it. And I've realized that people have to want to take the advice. People have to want to understand, you know, their own feelings and understand what, what what's best for them. Because I, I get given advice all the time. People give me advice. People say, don't go back to that person. People say, don't go and do that thing. People say, don't go and do that. You know that's bad for you. Don't go and do that. You know that's bad for that person. Don't do that. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd just say, yeah, I know. And I'm not going to do it. And then I'd do it. And I think that's what a lot of people do. Because y- y- people are just... I, I think, personally, people are, especially in the Western world inherently selfish and it takes experiences and it takes real life situations to fully to to fully learn to say okay you know what they were right and I know what I need to do and I think meditation can speed up that process I think if you just take a second to meditate and think about what you want it can really help you see. I mean, I, look, it's not for everyone. Meditation isn't for everyone, but I just, I just think it really does help you see clearly. And you know, yeah, there's a this book that I'm reading, "Love for Imperfect Things." There was a really lovely quote in it, which I'm gonna read because it really made me feel nice. Uh, I say there's two actually. I'm gonna read the pair of them because I think it's worth worth a little cheeky listen mate 
Right, so the first one says, In India, Namaste is a common greeting like hello, but there is a beautiful meaning to Namaste. It means, the divine being within me bows to the divine being within you. We are so much more sacred and greater than we think. And I think that's just fucking beautiful. I haven't really got anything to say about it because I think that just says it for itself. And then there's another one which says, Just as a mother looks at her child with love, look at your own suffering with compassion. You will soon feel that you are not alone. There is a soft inner core of love and caring at the heart of every suffering. You are not thrown into this world alone. Just fucking lovely, mate, innit? Hey, Liam, son, him. I think that's I think that's how you say his name. I could be wrong. But he wrote that book. He also wrote the other one that I go on about. Things you can only see when you slow down. How to be calm in a busy world. Um, I do have a story about something that's happened recently in my house. Not a happy story, but it's very interesting. So I'll tell you in a minute. But this is just like the first page of this, um, of the, of actually the epilogue of the book. But... It, I just think it's beautiful. It really helped me. It helped me see see clearly when I... Yeah. So, <clears throat> the epilogue is called Your Original Face. Uh, when you are so busy that you feel perpetually chased, when worrying thoughts circle your head, when the future seems dark and uncertain, when you are hurt by what someone has said, slow down, even for a moment. Bring all of your awareness into the present and take a deep breath. What do you hear? What does your body feel? What does the sky look like? Only when we slow down can we finally see clearly our relationships, our thoughts and our pain. As we slow down, we are no longer tangled in them. We can step out and appreciate them for what they are. The faces of our family and colleagues who always help. The scenery of what we pass by every day, but fail to notice. Our friends' stories we fail to pay attention to. In the stillness of the pause, the entirety of our being is quietly revealed. Wisdom is not something that we have to strive to acquire. Rather, it arises naturally as we slow down and notice what is already there. As we notice more and more in the present moment, we come to a deeper realisation that a silent observer is within us. The primordial stillness and the silent observer witness everything inside and out. Befriend the silent observer. Find out where it is and what shape it has assumed. Do not try to imagine it as something you already know. Let all your thoughts and images merge back into silence and just sense the observer already there in silence. If you see the face of a silent observer, then you've found your original face from before you were born. And that is how I'm trying to approach things. It's the same concept as Eckhart Tolle and his watching the thinker. Just watch your thoughts watch the thinker because you know see your original face because it helps a lot and it does help you see more clearly so yeah spirituality <laughs> I'm okay man I'm happy I think I'm happy saying all this has made me feel good it's been a it's been a tough few weeks and it's starting to calm down like feel the energy feeling better and i know that barely anybody listens to this and i don't mind 
Like I'm smiling. Like I'm 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 okay, man. But yeah, here's a here's a story about what happened in my house recently. Get ready for this fucking Yeah, right, so <clears throat> cast your mind back to a few months ago. My housemate, Sanya, is in the house alone and somebody basically tries to open the door. Uh obviously trying to break in. And says to and Sanya says, Who are you? And he obviously does not he's obviously trying to break in. And he says, Oh, is this not Pavilion, our estate agent? Shit estate agent, by the way, the fucking worst. But <laughs> fuck it, I'll name drop him. Um He said, Is this not Pavilion? And she goes, No, it's my family home. It's obviously not a family home, but just saying probably say it to just maybe scare them away. So they go away. Then yesterday, ha <laughs> ha the same fucking guy came in the house whilst another housemate of mine was in, Holly, and he goes up, like he, okay, first of all, he breaks Lewis, my housemate um, and my friend's room. He breaks his fucking room, which is full of a lot of music equipment, like a lot of, you know, you could make money off it. And he's going through all his drawers. Um, didn't take anything, which is weird, but I'll get to that in a minute. And then he goes upstairs. I think he might have gone in someone's room. I'm not sure. But then he goes into Holly's room while she's in there. And <laughs> Holly is just like really weirdly calm about it. <laughs> and she's just like, who are you? And he says, oh, I, I think he, I can't remember what excuse he came up with. But he came up with some bullshit excuse. Um, and then he left and he's carrying a load of forks. So we called the police. Um, I found out whilst it was Nanny and the kids, <laughs> and I, I got, I got, a, like, Sanya called me, and I told the kids what happened, and then I accidentally went, oh, shit, I was like, oh, sorry, kids, <laughs> and then one of them goes, oh, no, it's okay, your house has been robbed, don't worry about it, I understand, you're allowed to swear, <laughs> thanks, um, so, yeah, so, and then, then Lewis gets, um, his friend to collect uh, his his stuff because he wants to go and take it to hers instead. Because obviously, like, you, why why would the fuck would you want to keep it in the house? Like, when they know all this is here. So she she goes and as she's driving, well, as she goes off, Lewis notices there is a bike, um, of a guy in a black hood and a mask, like a, a coronavirus mask, which is what the guy who came into our house was here on the bike following, and then uh, a van starts following her. And uh, follows her to her house and parks like across the road from where she lives, and and they're just staring at the entire time. So obviously, freaking out. We tell the police, um, and they don't really do much. They go to they go to her house and um, talk to the van. A lot of shouting, and they just disappear, and nothing happens. And it's all very weird because we still haven't heard anything. <laughs> It would just be the cherry on the top of my week. But I'm starting to feel happy. As I'm talking in this, I'm, I'm feeling happy. Very weird. It's not weird. It's very good, actually. It's very good. So, yeah, I just hope I don't get robbed. It wouldn't be brilliant, would it? I, uh, as I was meditating, I, my brain thought of, just randomly, like, at the end of it, it just thought of this nice little thing to say. 
It might not even make sense, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> I wrote it down. Uh, treat life like everyone is the main character in a film and you're their best friend slang character. Everyone is the main character except you, but you could be someone's favourite character. So there you go. There's a bit of fucking Sam Hollis wisdom for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I say this shit and whenever I say like I came up with this, I'm always quite self-deprecating about it. Like, I'm trying to make further myself, but I, I think that's quite good. I was I, I like that analogy. I came up with this analogy for meditation as well. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but people always say to me, you know, what do you use to meditate? Do you use, uh, you know, do you use headspace? Do you use whatever? And I'm like, no, I don't because I just, I don't like that. I don't like having an app telling me what to do. Some, you know, I've got, I've bought some meditation lessons, which I'm going to start using. But, um, yeah, so, um, my, my, my metaphor is, Maybe it's, is it a metaphor? Is it an analogy? I don't know. So the the thing to remember with meditation is you are going to get a load of thoughts straight away. And the key is not to try and think of nothing because that is a thought in itself. Instead, you've got to just let the thoughts come and watch them and observe them and eventually it will calm down and numb. And I, I say it's kind of like shaking a Coca-Cola can, opening it and it all fizzes out and if you try to like clean it up, if you try to stop it, it's just going to make it more messy, isn't it? It's just going to it's gonna make shit worse. You're not really going to use it properly. You're going to have a lot less coke in there than before. However, if you just shake it and if you open it and you just let it all come out and just calm down. And then eventually you'll just be able to use it for what it's meant to afterwards and there will, won't be as much of a mess. And it's more effective. That's the same with meditation and your thoughts. Just let it all happen. Let it all fizz. And then it'll just calm down and mute eventually. And you'll be able to see things more clearly. Focus on your breathing. So yeah. There you go. A little bit of fucking wisdom. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm writing my book. I am 17,700 words in, which is amazing. I didn't realise I did that. Like, how the fuck? How? How did I do that? How? Mental. So, I hope you've enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed having a little listen to this bad boy. Birthday special. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. Have a bloody good one, mate. Mm-hmm.